Hello queens and welcome back to the Carolina Girl podcast. I'm so excited that you're here today. I don't really have any updates for you. A lot of people will do like updates at the beginning of their podcast and I just live a very repetitive and routine life so I do not have any updates for you today. But today we are talking about the beauty standard and I have a feeling that today's episode is going to touch my heart a lot more than some other ones do because I do feel very strongly about these things and I was very excited to do some more research into some of the background of it. My first question in this was appearance versus health with a question mark on the end of it. What is held to of a higher degree if that makes sense? So what's more important appearance or health? Because I feel like in today's time we talk so much about appearance and health that it starts to get a little bit blurry on which one should be more important. It's like, look good, feel good, but if you're killing yourself to look good, like you're doing it too much, don't send yourself into a mental spiral, but also work out because you're going to die of this disease or this disease or this disease or your cortisol's too high or you need to do this beauty treatment or blah, 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 blah. So that was my question and that was why I asked it. Of course, as always, we're going to get into my opinion first. I would absolutely love to say that I prioritize health over appearance and I definitely prioritize it more now than I have ever before in my life, but I'm only 22 years old, so like, what does that really say? But if I'm being honest, I care more about my appearance. I don't care a vast amount about either, but I just know that I care more about my appearance overall. I live by saying, look good, feel good, which is what I just said earlier, but that is one of my biggest feelings. Like, if I look good, I genuinely have a better day. It's just like, if if I kill my makeup or if my hair is just going the right way or my skin looks clear for one day out of the month, then I just have the best day ever. My best days are when I'm looking my best, but something I'm very proud of is that I no longer really care what other people think about my appearance. In high school, it was insane how much I needed outside validation for my appearance. Whether that was clothes, makeup, etc., I was unwell. My focus on outside validation when I was in high school was insane. And I think like hearing people talk about it after high school is so strange because you feel like you're the only person going through it. And if you hear your friends talk about it, then you think like, I would have never guessed that you cared. Like I would have never thought that. But I just in middle school was even worse. Like when I finally found my friend group and was settled with the friends that I had, it was a lot better, but not not a lot better in consider in consideration of the jump that I have made now that I am a lot better. The way that I care about my appearance now and the way that I cared about it in high school are two very, very different things. The way that I thought about it in high school was literal mental breakdown. I thought that if someone thought that I was ugly or fat or whatever you want to name, that was the end of me. That was like... I could not think about somebody believing me to be any of those things because if I thought about it, it was, that was just it. That was just it. I put so much thought into the outfits that I wore to school, into what boys thought of me, all of these things. And now I care more about my appearance because like I said, looking good, feel good 
So like I want to feel good. Those days where you look super good and you feel super good, you want that to be every day. Of course, why wouldn't you? And when you don't have those days, it's more of a disappointment than it is an end of the world kind of thing for me. I'm very much more accepting of like, hey queen, you're not going to be at the top of your game every single day and that's okay. You can strive for it, but that doesn't mean that it's going to happen, but I'm okay with it. That's the difference that I can see in myself. At some point, I just decided that I was always going to look this way and there was no way to change that, so I became okay with it. And that was the first stepping stone toward loving the way that I look. And this kind of sprouted, or how this started, was I... I remember for me and my friends, it was a very big deal to check in with each other before you posted a picture on social media. Like, do I look good in this picture? Should I post this? Are you okay if I post this picture of you? You know, that was a very big deal. And I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? Y'all post whatever you want. Because in my head, what I told myself was people see you in person, okay? Like, obviously now it's different because I actively post on a bunch of social media platforms where people who don't see me in person, but whatever, people see me and they're going to see me make different facial expressions and act different ways and I'm going to look different shapes when I sit certain ways and stand certain ways and walk certain ways. And I just decided right then and there that it doesn't matter what picture or what I look like in a picture that is not defining of how I look as a human being and at the end of the day if somebody doesn't like how I look they're just not gonna like how I look and it all started with photos like that would be posted on social media I just didn't care I told my friends like I don't even need to look at it and this is like friends all throughout the year so I'm not speaking directly about any of my friends I'm simply saying I began to choose like actively be aware and choose not to care because it just was, it felt like a waste of my time. And I know that that is so much easier said than done. But one of my favorite sayings of all time is every single time that you do something hard, it will become easier. I don't think that's a literal saying. Maybe I just tell myself that. But every single time that you take a step in the correct direction, no matter how hard it is, each step will become lighter. So as long as you are starting you know, your your root, however you start that route to bettering yourself and bettering your mental health, as long as you're taking those first steps, I think that that is what is most important. And I'm just talking about my first steps, not that I'm saying that it's easy. It has taken me a long time to get here and to feel this way about myself. I had to become simply okay with my appearance first, and then I could slowly start appreciating it which has now led to my lack of care for what others think. In my opinion, the general public probably places more value in appearance over health, especially with the rising popularity in filler and plastic surgery and stuff like that. And I think that sharing your experience with getting filler or plastic surgery to a certain extent is okay. However, like for other people who are doing it and they want to see the recovery process and things like that. However, I, the amount of plastic surgery and filler and cosmetic things that I have been seeing since I was 14 years old on YouTube is insane. Like, it feels normal to me and that should be strange. Like, you do you. If you have an insecurity that you've been thinking about forever and ever and ever and you just want to get it fixed, like say a nose job or say, I don't know, a boob job, say lip filler, like, okay, I get it. However, 
I just don't feel like it's that way anymore when I have seen nearly every influencer that I've ever watched in my entire life get something done. It should not be that normal. There is no world where that's that normal and that's just my opinion. So as I frequently say, my opinion is not fact and if your opinion is different, that is amazing. I'm just sharing mine. I would love for you to share yours as well, but that's just my opinion. I think that it is scary how normal it is because if I being someone who was alive before social media started and this used to it and have seen so much of it and had already seen so much of it before I could even legally go and get some of the things done I think it's it's a little a little bit out of hand you know just in my opinion. I don't personally find anything wrong with those things, by the way. I just find it to be an example of appearance over health. Now let's get into the research. Again, this is on appearance versus health. This comes from ncbi.nlm.nih.gov. Current research revealed that in different contexts like magazines and social media, such health behaviors like engaging in physical activity, maintaining a healthy diet, are often portrayed in connection to the goal of improving the appearance of an individual, whereas health benefits are not emphasized. This seems problematic because the reasoning for engaging in health-related behaviors has been shown to be decisive. Hence, engaging in health-related behaviors in order to improve the appearance of an individual was associated with lower levels of self-esteem and other negative psychological effects, such as body dissatisfaction or negative mood. Okay, so this is my commentary on this piece of research. In my opinion, when appearance and comparison steps in the picture, it goes downhill, which when you're posting like, hey, I did this workout, and in one week, I went from looking like this to this, you're going to say that you're promoting healthy living, but like, really, are you? Are you? Because in reality, people are showing like before and after pictures, which like, slay queen, like, get Of course you want to share an accomplishment, but it's just, is that really the best way to, boosting your health journey is amazing and it is inspiring, but some, some people, like what I'm saying, like the 10 minute workouts and, or one week lose 10 pounds shit, that's not normal. That's not okay. And promoting stuff like that is not okay. That is why I find this whole thing so frustrating. The beauty standard that looms over us all gets in the way of living a healthy life. You can absolutely disagree, but negative self-talk and insecurity suck all the motivation out of you, in my opinion. When you're wanting to get healthy and the only image of health is someone with a six-pack abs and the like a, a literal stomach that is a straight line and a thigh gap... It's that that's going to feel impossible and all that you're going to do the entire time you're working out is compare yourself to that and the longer that it you don't make it to that the less likely you are every single time to step back into the gym and this is one of the things that I don't think people understand about being fat phobic why that's a problem being so against inclusivity with body shapes and things like that it frustrates me so deeply because I know that there are a big group of people now that of course support inclusivity and support the act of actually living a healthy lifestyle but there are still a group of people that don't and the reason that it's so important is because to get healthy does not mean to get to look like everybody else the end of the road is not to all look the same 
That is not what being healthy means. And so when you set an expectation of when you're healthy, this is what you look like, even if you don't realize you're setting that expectation or the companies don't realize they're setting that expectation, it's the expectation being set. And so you make everybody feel like they can all look like this body type. And in reality, your hip bones ain't set the same. You know what I mean? Your rib cage is not as tiny or big or whatever you're trying to get at, whatever you're trying to look like. And that's why inclusivity is so important so that everyone has room to be healthy and be happy in their own skin, in their own body. It's so unfortunate that health and beauty even run in the same circle when they should have nothing to do with one another. And I think by that, I meant the beauty standard, not beauty in itself. I think that being able to find beauty, and I don't understand why it's so hard for people to do this. I find so much beauty in different body styles and to see different everything, different features, different faces. I find so much beauty and diversity that I can't, I cannot understand a world where the beauty standard makes any kind of sense. I just personally feel that way and I know not everyone feels that way and that is why we deal with some of the problems we deal with, but I simply, I just can't. Some things just hit a wall in my brain and I simply cannot understand. Anyways, our next piece of research is from that same article. It says, as content analysis showed, appearance frames emphasize the importance of healthy eating and doing sports to look good, like looking sexy or attractive, whereas health frames focus on the health aspects connected with such behavior, so healthy feeling good. Overall, content analysis revealed that in health and beauty magazines, as well as on social media, health behaviors are oftentimes promoted in connection with appearance aspects. In this regard, some studies showed that if individuals engage in health-related behaviors on the basis of appearance-related reasoning, this can contribute to extreme and unhealthy behaviors, higher body image concerns, lower body appreciation, and a lower self-esteem. However, focusing more on intrinsic motivation, like engaging in health-related behaviors to feel good or to be healthy, is theorized to be a way to mitigate these negative feelings. So here's my commentary on that piece. This makes me so sad. The fact that the research has been done and advertisers know, don't tell me they don't know, they fucking know. They know that whenever you put people up and they have six-pack abs and they do this and they do that, or they look sexy or they look attractive, people are, like, they know that it's going to make people feel so bad that they'll do a membership to their gym. They'll buy their pre-workout. Anyways, let me not go off on a tangent. The research has been done and advertisers know this, but they still market one size of models or companies like Brandy Melville still exist and people still buy from them. It's evident that people prioritize appearance over legitimate health because it's what is shoved down our throats and it makes us more frantic to buy whatever they're selling in order to look like whatever they're promoting. And this is what makes the most sense to me because out like diet culture was a whole thing. A whole thing. Who has the best diet? What's the easiest one to follow? Well, I mean, it still happens now, but I would say like the 90s and early 2000s, it was very, very, very big. And especially when infomercials became a thing, like diet pills and stuff like that, slim teas, slim shakes. It's so sad to me. It's just so sad. Moving on to our next topic, capitalism in the beauty world. My question here is what effect does capitalism have on the beauty standard? My opinion, I personally feel 
feel like in today's world, capitalism is the biggest thing pushing the beauty standard along. Buy this shapewear, you need this makeup, you need this in your wardrobe, have you tried this insert trending product yet? Trying to keep up is quite literally impossible and such a waste of time in my personal opinion. When I really bring everything into perspective, there is so little time to truly live and letting capitalism run all of it will never be worth it. Buy something when it will make your life happier and better. I don't care if it's a pair of shoes, a new lip gloss, an iced coffee, or a keychain, but don't let a trend suck you into buying something you really don't care for, especially, especially, especially when it is a beauty trend. Always keep in mind that influencers are promoting things because it is their job and you don't need every single item they promote. Now, of course, if it's something that seems like you'll love, get it. But not everything is for everyone. And if it's going to make you feel bad about yourself or hurt your bank account, it just isn't worth it. You know, like influencers are going to get paid either way and they're going to have enough people buying the product that like I promise you if it's not like here's for an example, I have very, very oily, oily skin. So watching beauty influencers was always so hard because everyone seemed to have dry skin and they promote promote like the dewy look and everything. Imagine if like I bought those products just because I wanted to have what everybody else was using like the halo glow for example If I put that on my face girl, my face would pretty much be dripping Okay dripping by less than halfway through the day. Sometimes it's just not worth it You are beautiful all on your own and I haven't even seen you and I already know it. You're beautiful on your own. And you're never going to feel better about yourself until you start believing that. You're beautiful on your own. You weren't made to look like whatever anybody else tells you you should look like. You're already beautiful. Anything that you buy should be enhancing the feeling of being beautiful, not you buying something to try and make yourself feel beautiful. If I see an ad for something and it makes me feel bad about myself in any way, I immediately skip past it. You are not made to be an ideal or a standard. You are made to live and your body so amazingly carries you through that life. It was not made to satisfy the public. It was made to be enough for you. And every day that you breathe, smile, cry, laugh, dance, sing, and live, that body is showing up for you. Every moment that you have lived, your body has shown up for you. And for that alone, it deserves deserves love and appreciation. Capitalism has no place in the process of loving your body and allowing it to take up that space is something that you're going to have to decide you will no longer allow. It has no place. Before I, I feel very strongly about that one. So before I go too, too far off a deep end, let's dive in. Oh my god, guys almost forgot about the Google form. So let's go over there. I asked, what do you find more important, appearance, health, or both? Out of 11 responses, six people said both and five people said health. So I said, based on your answer, appearance, health, or both, explain why. Appearance will give people the very first impression of you. You don't have to be a beautiful person to make a good impression. Showing how much effort you put into appearance will give people insight to how you may be in other areas of life and how much effort you may bring to life. Appearance can also go hand in hand with health. Health will determine longevity in life, so it is also just as important. Now, this response, although I am very sure that it was probably well-intentioned, it just 
I feel like that saying needs to be kicked out. I feel like we need to be finished with that saying. We should let go of the saying that put your best foot forward, I guess. Obviously, put your best foot forward. But what I'm saying is everyone has their own idea of what appearance they find attractive. Now, saying that you're put together or whatnot, that makes sense as far as like hygiene, like brushing your teeth and putting on deodorant and making sure your hair is brushed. However, saying that your appearance speaks to who you are as a person is just a very wide saying because, you know, there are still people alive on this planet that think that tattoos are not good for your appearance. There are people on this world who think like certain hairstyles are not appropriate or certain makeup is not appropriate or certain piercings are not appropriate and certain clothes aren't appropriate, and so on and so forth. So, I just don't know that saying, I don't know how to word what I'm trying to say. I don't think that you should have to put the max amount of effort into yourself every single time that you meet a new person, you know? Anyways, next entry. Health always. It's something everyone should take seriously. I think if you prioritize health, it says a lot about you. On the other hand, appearances are good, but not more important. I think if you prioritize health, it goes hand in hand with appearance too. So like I said earlier, I very, very, very much agree with this. As long as you are, you know, being healthy, as healthy as you can, I do think that you will start feeling better. And when you start feeling better, you will have a more positive mindset and you will be much more proud of maybe the amount of weight that your body can push or pull or hold, you know, things like that. Next entry, you live a better quality life with good health than false beauty. I love that. I selected both, but to me, my appearance is based off of my health, whether it be mental or physical health. But sometimes if my appearance is high, like I feel good about how I look that day, it also makes me feel better mentally, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. That is exactly, honestly, how I feel. Next entry, it says, bitch, strap the fuck in. To look good, you gotta feel good. That's what I live by, and I believe it's a very inclusive statement. What makes you feel good? That is a completely individualized answer. If that's taking your vitamins and making sure you've got your hair and nails done, then technically, that is taking care of yourself and feeds directly into self-image slash esteem, hopefully positively. What you eat and what you do for your body are not mutually exclusive to health, but they are a big part. Food is fuel and fun to get you ready to take on the day, but to be honest, I wish there was an option for capabilities slash what you bring to the table. While I think this idea on paper sounds wholesome, it also can get dicey with men slash partners slash bosses slash authoritative people because they're attracted to what you can offer them. Not sure if that falls under beauty standards, but I feel like it makes sense. I also feel like it makes sense. And I loved this entry so much. It was so well put, so well worded. What makes you feel good does not have to be going for a walk or working out or what you know, you ate a yogurt bowl or something. It can be sitting down and doing your makeup. It can be getting your nails done. It can be putting on your fresh new outfit. It can be whatever makes you feel good. It doesn't have to be so weighted by what the beauty standard says that it has to be. Our next entry says, can't have an appearance without health. Um, I don't, anyways, so um, next entry. I want to value health more, but society makes me value beauty a lot. I feel like this is the case a lot of times. I really do. As much as I want health to be more important and most important, I feel like it's so shoved in your face to care about beauty more. It's so shoved in your face to care about appearance more, and it makes me so sad. Our next entry says, health should always be your number one priority. Appearance does go hand in hand with health, I believe. Appearance will naturally improve the more you take care 
of yourself, whether that be your skin, hair, gut, mental, literally anything, health is beautiful. I agree that health is so beautiful and I just think that it's it's not the best idea to set the expectation that you will look a certain way whenever you are healthy because for example, the only thing that I can do is give examples of myself. I wash my face every single morning and I, I do my skincare routine. I do treatments specifically for acne. I have tried a million quadrillion different treatments for acne. And my boyfriend actually joked with me the other day because I was in the grocery store and I was like, I want to try this face wash because they say that it'll get rid of your acne. And I do that over and over and over again, all in the hopes to get rid of my acne. And no matter how healthy my face or my skin is, my acne is not going away. Now, little little do I know, it could be hormonal. It could be from something else. But I don't think it's, it's a great idea to say, if you start being healthy, you will look like this. I think it's a better idea to, like the research said earlier, feeling good, feeling healthy, not, I don't know, relating appearance and health and putting them in the same circle just seems like a sketchy thing to do in my opinion. Next entry says, health is number one, but with appearance, you can fake it till you make it. Facts. Our next entry, your health should be more important because if you're always sick or have an underlying medical issue, it can end up making it very hard for you to feel the beauty in your life. Your health also plays into your appearance because if you're underweight or overweight, you tend to judge yourself more frequently. And if your health isn't the most important, then your appearance won't matter because you're going to end up not taking care of properly and be hospitalized sick or could even die. Okay, that, that, that one moved quickly. We're going to continue this tomorrow because I'm about to have a mental break. Okay, and we are back to it. It is a new day. It, in fact, is I got very overwhelmed for whatever reason the other night. My dog was barking a lot. My boyfriend had just gotten home and I could not say a sentence without tripping over every single word. So I just stopped it and now we're back. We were on the topic of the research of capitalism in the beauty world. So I'm just going to start from the top because I can't quite remember where I left off. So this is from manifoldapp.com. Org, it says, then as capitalism became increasingly prevalent in most societies, people started to exploit beauty standards to profit off the insecure. From skin lightening cream to diet pills to corsets, so many different forms of beauty standards have been turned into products. All of my commentary on that was, this makes me want to throw up. And that was, that was what I had to say about that. But coming from the same article, continuing, it says, No matter how much a beauty product is advertised as a way for an individual to gain power over their self-image, the truth of the matter is that beauty companies rely on the insecurities of the consumer base. I feel like I should say that louder for the people in the back. Beauty companies rely on the insecurities of the consumer base. That is their consumer base, is people with insecurities. That's so fucking sad. That's so fucking manipulative and sad. If everyone was genuinely comfortable in their appearance, they would have no reason to purchase makeup, diet products, hair products, and more. There's no way for an individual to gain freedom through the beauty industry, especially for women, as their beauty is generally commodified and used against them as a form of oppression. This is my commentary on that. I said, this is your immediate sign that no matter what product or what beauty item you buy, the most important thing that you can do for yourself is self-love. This is this this article in the study has proven that there is nothing more impactful that you could do for yourself. There is not a singular beauty item on the shelf being sold right now that would be more impactful than you going down the road of self-love. 
That journey is what is going, that's the only thing that will genuinely help you. You are the only person who can look out for yourself. Like these beauty companies, no matter what the fuck they're trying to say, they are not trying to help you. They're trying to make money and you are worth more than that. In whatever way you're able to find your journey in self-love, it is the biggest, most important part of your journey to living life at its fullest. I know at the beginning it feels impossible, but these people do not get to keep taking insecurities and negative feelings to turn into their profit. We cannot like allow this to continue happening, in my opinion. You deserve better and you can give everything you deserve to yourself. The love, admiration, gratitude, adoration, and acceptance means the absolute most when you give it to yourself. When you learn how to appreciate yourself, your body, your skin, your hair, your nails, when you learn to appreciate those things, it feels so much more fulfilling than getting it from anyone else. Like I promise. Outside validation is so fleeting that it's just, it's so important to go down the road of loving yourself in my opinion. But especially when it comes to these people capitalizing off of the oppression of women. (sighs) Not even that. I mean, through the centuries, oppression of people of color, oppression, like I said, of women. It just, it's just not fucking fair, dude. It's just, I hate it. Let's go over to the Google form. I said, do you believe the beauty standard plays a part in capitalism? And one person said no, and 10 people said yes. And that kind of surprised me that even one person said no, if I'm being honest. But that will take us to our next topic. My question was, what role does comparison play in the beauty standard? And first, we're going to be talking about my opinion as usual. I said, comparison was my hardest hurdle to jump over when I first started to work on myself. It is so hard to appreciate someone else's beauty when you're struggling with your your own thoughts of yourself. And I mean, realistically, if you don't like the way you look, but you like the way someone else looks, of course you're going to compare. It's almost impossible to stop your brain from comparing. Now to add the beauty standard to this, it just really can tear a person apart. Having something like the beauty standard exist, you would think that every single person looks similar from a baseline point of view. Like at the minimum, you would think that everyone at least looked relatively similar, but they don't. The beauty standard insinuates that you must be a certain height, shape, color, and weight in order to fit in. It is so useless and disgusting and makes me so deeply fucking angry that I don't know how to properly express it to you. The differences in human beings are all so beautiful. It's a representation of how humans have evolved all around the world. It's a representation of every single ancestor who lived before us. And it is a beautiful representation of uniqueness that when it is stripped away, we all begin to look a little bit lifeless and a little bit sad. Imagine if every single person on the planet began dressing and looking as they wished with no worry of others' thoughts and no worry of their own thoughts. How beautiful it would be to see everyone's perception of themselves displayed. Unfortunately, that is not the society we live in. So fortunately, we do see it far more often now than we used to see it, or they probably used to see it much longer ago. I could just feel that way because I'm no longer in high school, but I do feel like there are more people doing their own thing as far as fashion goes. I do not think that anything is fixed. I mean, new cases of eating disorders are only rising. Comparing yourself to others is one of the worst things to do to yourself, especially in the world of social media. Social media has made it so much worse because I know in the world of eating disorders, there's something called body checking, which becomes much easier to do, especially on platforms like uh 
Instagram and TikTok and stuff like that. And comparison just in general when it comes to like do this workout, blah, 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 like all of that stuff comes from YouTube. And it just is can be such a toxic world if you're not in the right headspace. Anyways, let's move on to the research. This is from sciencedirect.com. It says research over several decades has shown that women who are exposed to images of idealized bodies internalize the thin ideal and strive for an unrealistic standard of beauty, which can result in feelings of shame, body dissatisfaction, and low mood when they cannot achieve the same body type. Thin ideal imagery is characterized by images of impossibly thin and attractive female beauty that are circulated by the mass media as the standard of Western beauty. Often these images depict women with unattainable proportions, flawless skin, thin waist, long and slender legs, and well-developed breasts. These effects, first demonstrated in traditional forms of media like magazine and television, have now been demonstrated in social media, which have relatively quickly and recently become the most common way that young women are exposed to images of thin, ideal bodies. So you can see like this has been pushed on us. Like they were going to find a way to push this onto us. It's just it disgusts me it ugh. so here's my commentary on that piece of research it is so strange to me that our brains will take an image that has been altered or represents an impossible outcome and tell us that it's an ideal like how did this even start to be able to recognize that it is an impossibility but still compare yourself to it is so harmful and I know that it's possible because I have done it but it just it doesn't make sense to me why our brain would do that to itself I think about this all of the time okay so inherently what about a skinny person makes them more ideal i don't i can't understand how it even happened to begin with and the only thing that i can think of is i learned about in psychology you know group think you get in a group and one person says that they don't like this thing for whatever fucking reason and everybody wants this person to like them so everybody agrees with them and then it becomes this real widespread thing but i just can't understand how it would even start i don't get it Continuing from that same piece of research, such images elicit upwards appearance-based comparisons, which are characterized by comparing oneself to someone deemed as more attractive or superior in some way. Social comparison theory argues that upward comparisons to others results in a perceived negative contrast between oneself and the idealized model's appearance and, in turn, feelings of dissatisfaction because the difference between a superior other and oneself becomes alien. And I said, I don't even know what to say. Girl, I fucking know what to say now. Okay, someone is not better than you because they look a certain way. Okay, you know, you've read don't read a book by its cover, whatever the fuck. Don't judge a book by its cover. And sorry for all my cursing in this episode. I just feel very strongly and honestly, I just cuss a lot. It makes me so sad because the brain immediately says they look the way that I want to look so they are better than me. They've achieved what I want to achieve. When in re- That's just not the reality of it. Just because someone is born with a different body frame than you does not make them inherently better than you. Forcing yourself into such a small box as your appearance being the only thing that matters and I know it's so easy to do that and I'm not shaming you for doing so. I too have done that. I'm just saying being partially on the other side of it. I don't know if, you know, fully being on the other side of these things are possible, but it's it's so much more fulfilling to stop caring about those things. And one thing that I can say is in the beginning of my boyfriend and I's relationship, now let me preface this by saying I was in a long-term relationship when I was far too young to be in a long-term relationship. And 
I was cheated on numerous times. And I bring this up to say it created very, very, very strong insecurities in myself. Because when you're cheated on, it starts making you feel like, okay, well, what did I do? What am I lacking that would make somebody want to do that to me? And in reality, that's just simply not the case. But it created very serious trust issues in myself. So when my current boyfriend and I started dating, in the first like two years, I want to say, of our relationship, I would obsessively watch him and be like, why were you staring at that girl? Why were you staring at that girl? And I would pick out something about this random stranger girl that he probably wasn't even looking at. And I would like convince myself that she looked better than me in some way. And I would be fucked up the rest of the day. My brain would be self-destruct mode the rest of the fucking day. In today's you know, time or whatever. What I have done for myself that has seemed to work for me is recognize that someone can be beautiful at the same time as me and that does not make them better than me. My boyfriend is not with me simply because of the way I look. Obviously, we were attracted to each other, but someone can be hot and I can still be hot at the same time. A girl is not another female because my boyfriend is attracted to females. Another female can be living her fucking life and look hot and happen to be in the same store as us and happen to walk past us when we're going for a walk. And she has no, there is no reason to be like upset. I just turned it into something that it really, really wasn't. And I think back to that time with a lot of sadness and I hate that I was that way, but I'm happy that I am the way now. And I like to be a girl support girls girl, which I wasn't. It's not that I didn't support girls before. I just was going through my own things. And you know, they tell you that all the time. Like if someone makes fun of you or someone picks on you or something, typically if somebody's messing with you, it's because they're hurting themselves. And obviously I wasn't like bullying them or picking on them, but I was going through something myself and it was not the responsible way to go about it. But it's so hard, like when you're going through these things to see another way of doing it, you know? Let's go over to the Google form. I said, do you compare yourself to others often? And the answer options were, often, every once in a while, or rarely. I got seven people who said often, three people who said every once in a while, and one person who said rarely. I said, if you feel comfortable answering, why do you think you compare yourself to others? And we've got 11 responses here. Some of them are longer, some of them are shorter, but let's go ahead and get into it. The first entry says, it's easier for me to know if I like or don't like an action, clothing item, hairstyle, etc. if I see it on someone else. I feel I don't get the full picture when determining some things on my own. I feel like that's a, you know, a relatively normal way of comparison. You know, I feel like that helps before purchasing an item or something like that. I just think it's important you keep in mind that you are, you know, comparing. If you're looking to buy something, you're comparing it in a way of, you know, someone has a similar body style as you, someone has a similar skin type if it's a skincare item or makeup item. And the next entry says, I mean, it's hard not to. We all have insecurities and sometimes it's hard not to focus on that if you're having a bad day. And that is very true. I feel like the worse your day is, the harder it is to control those thoughts. Our next entry says, I try to find similar body and skin types of mine, so I'm always looking at people around me. And then when I see people with super clear skin and bodies that look nothing like mine, I just end up upset. Which this is a really unfortunate thing that I again I think social media plays a big part in this is like you're trying to find people who you can relate with you know what I mean but I feel like there is beauty and uniqueness and it's hard to find that but there is there truly is beauty and uniqueness and I hope that you know you're able to find that one day because you're not meant to 
you're not meant to look like someone else. You're meant to look like you and you're meant to be loved for looking like you and being you. The next entry says, because our social media platforms make it so easy. They do. And it's so sad. It It's so sad. I... It's really hard not to, especially. I still struggle with it the most on social media. All right, so our next entry says, I think we all find ourselves wanting what others have from time to time, even if it has nothing to do with how we look. And that's true too. This comparison also comes into like where you're at in life and like how you're doing in life. And it's it's easy to forget your circumstances and simply compare like, oh, we're the same age. Why am I not at the same spot in life as her? Or they're younger than me and they're doing better than me. Always keep in mind like your circumstances and what you're going through because your path is your own to go down and it's not there is no ruler and I know it feels like there is but there is no ruler of where you should be or what you should be doing or how you should be doing you are allowed and it doesn't feel like this and I don't know why but you are allowed to set your own pace for your life you're allowed to do that you're allowed to choose how you want to live your life separate from others and it's I it's so hard to not compare yourself in that sense but you deserve the time to do so and you can allow yourself that time so our next entry says I have my whole life really which is kind of sad to reflect on but it's the truth I think it's a learned behavior from watching my parents and grandparents compare themselves or express how they didn't feel like they measured up so I internalized that but also society is constantly shoving it in our faces like "Ooh, look what I've got flashy flashy okay move on to the next a rat race that we are meant to stay invested in but never really get close to the finish line I mean hell America basically ran off the slogan keeping up with the Joneses not that long ago as a means to idolize and compare and chase after this dream they are selling anyway all that to say is it's been around well before my lifetime and it will be afterwards with social media and all I compare myself to others because it was on one of the first things I was taught to do and has been modeled and retaught in almost every aspect of my life. Everyone else is my measuring stick and supposedly I can't measure up because I never taught myself my unit of measurement, my baseline, my potential. And this was so beautifully written because that that is where this all it seems to begin from is that you are never given your own baseline. You are never given your own ruler. You are never set like you need to measure up to here. So you're constantly comparing yourself to other people because you think that somebody else can be your measuring stick of what you should be measuring up to when at the end of every single day everyone's life is so different and that's okay and you can sit and you can reflect and you can create your own measuring stick your own goals and it's so much easier said than done and I really want you to know like I am aware of that but it's just I just it's a possibility is all that I'm saying once you start allowing yourself to believe that it's a possibility it makes it easier to take those steps so the next entry says I find positive in others where I have flaws and that is a big part of it you know if you if you're lacking in some areas of your life or if you've decided for yourself that you're lacking in some areas it's much easier to find other people who are doing it better and it starts as like trying to have inspiration to work on that part and then somewhere along the way it becomes a comparing contest you know and it's it's hard that's a hard thing I mean everyone has positive where other people have flaws you know it's important to remind yourself that our next entry says the social media tells us that we are ugly or have issues from day one and that yeah yeah next entry says as a small chested female I find myself comparing myself to other women and wishing I had naturally what other women have 
I have learned though to love myself as I am, but it still sucks and I still compare myself to others my age, older, and even younger than I am. To feel this strongly about especially a specific insecurity or especially a specific area of your body, it has to be something that you have thought about for a very, very long time. And it makes me so sad to hear because it doesn't make you like more or less of a woman to have bigger boobs. It doesn't make you more or less of a human being to have a different body shape. You know what I mean? And I just, that makes me so sad. Next entry. I did when I was much younger as well as we all do in some respect, but I learned quickly to stop because I knew we were not the same. Our lives are different and continue to compare wouldn't get me anywhere. If I'm not happy with something about myself, then it's my responsibility to fix it. And this is kind of the point that I've come to as well, but I do think that for some people, it's a little bit harder to get there to get to that point. Okay, our next entry. For me, it gives me motivation in my workouts. If I compare myself to someone who is stronger than me, then it gives me the motivation to get stronger and push more weight. Now this, see, this is something that is healthy though. So you are not trying to look like somebody else. You know, you're not comparing your appearance, you're comparing your strength and your goal is to be stronger. So I don't know that this one is as unhealthy. I feel like this one is honestly, from my personal opinion, I think that this one is a more healthy way of thinking of it. Now we are going to our next question. I asked, when was the first beauty standard set? And my opinion is very short for this one. I said, when the first humans walked the earth. So let's get into the research. This is from, where is the link? Okay, queen. So I didn't put a link. I don't know what's going on with that. I'll find the link and let you guys know later, but it says some of the earliest known representations of the female body are the Venus figurines, which were small statues dated back around 25,000 years ago in Europe. These figurines portray women's bodies as pear-shaped with large breasts and a large stomach. This larger female figure was idealized because it was seen as a symbol of fertility. In ancient Greece, many of the same standards of having a rounder female body still remained, but there was more of an emphasis on the face as being the main source of beauty, which led to to symmetrical faces becoming the new major beauty standard of the time. During the Renaissance period, a curvy female body with round and flushed cheeks was the ideal and was constantly portrayed by famous male artists of the time. Many of these artists did not actually use real female models as inspiration. Yup, the artists did not even use real people and instead perpetuated these beauty standards through their art. So they, they made these women believe that this is what they should look like even when no one looked like that. They said, let me paint what I want you to look like, even though there's not even a woman that exists that look like, looks like this. So my commentary on this, how did I know that men had a little bit to do with it? Little, as in put their whole back into it. Obviously, men have their own set of beauty standards, but I'm not a man, so I will speak on the absolute female rage I'm feeling after hearing this stupid shit. They had fantasies so vivid of what they wanted a woman to look like that they had to paint it because either one, they couldn't find a model, or two, they didn't need one because the picture was in their head was so clear, they picture it so fucking often, that they can just, just paint it up on the fucking thing. Literally, shut the fuck up. I hope they never found a wife and had to just fantasize over their paintings. And that's, that's just my opinion. But also, do you hear how different the beauty standard back then was? Not even similar to today's flat stomach. That's another reason you shouldn't waste your time on beauty standards because they fluctuate. They're in and they're out and they're 
up and they're down and they're around in town you know like they're they're never going to stay the same it's the same as a trend like it won't ever stay in place it's a waste of time it just is and here's another thing i feel like whenever conversations like this and topics like this are brought up people think that it gives them room to say like all of the people who look like the beauty standard are the problem and that is not reality no if you like the way something looks and it happens to be in the beauty standard and that's what you want to look like you should not stop you shouldn't change for other people is the point of this you should not change so i just want to make that very clear let's go over to our google form i said when do you think the first true beauty standard was created and i got two answers for the 1900s four answers for the 1800s and five for the 1700s and the answer was it was a very very long time ago i'm gonna say the people who answered the 1700s wins this next part i did not do research on because i was really just looking for experience in this area and i had a list of quite a few people different types of people however only one group of people responded for me. I said, how does the beauty standard affect women? How does the beauty standard affect men? How does the beauty standard affect non-binary people? And how does the beauty standard affect people of color? I answered for myself for how does the beauty standard affect women? I said, in my opinion, the beauty standard has always been a way to keep women under control. The idea of saying pure, youthful, sexy, but modest, available, but not overbearing, etc. shows that it is all to cater to men. Although I am aware that in today's time there is a lot done for large companies to profit off of women's insecurities, when I'm speaking on all the time, like the broader amount of varying beauty standards that are set for women, it seems to be a manipulation attempt. Being free of these standards allows women to grow and become whoever they want to be, but being stuck in the beauty standards box forces you to use your time thinking only of how you look, how to change how you look, how people think you should look, instead of using your time for whatever the fuck you want to. I feel like we are trained up to want to look good for men. And it's so fucking sad. It's so sad. Like, I have been told since I was, like, probably four years old, smile, smile, you're such a pretty girl, you should smile. Shut the fuck up. So, that's how I feel about that. I know that was a little bit aggressive. I'm so sorry. So we got 10, 10 responses for if you're a woman, how have the beauty standards affected you specific to your gender? So let's go ahead and get into these responses. The first entry says, I feel like I need to have nice skin, be tanned, and be presentable in some way. And I very much feel this and I feel like the list just becomes longer and longer and longer the older I get. You have to have so many things done in order to appear presentable. It's like, dude, fuck off. The next entry says, I think that beauty standards have definitely played a part in how I think about myself, especially when I was in high school. I've definitely gotten much better about appreciating my body, but I remember thinking, why can't I be as skinny as all the other girls? I wasn't overweight, but still thought this. Why can't I have a thigh gap? And why can't my hair look like theirs? Why can't my skin be as clear, etc.? High school is a very, very, very difficult time for this, especially. Very difficult time. High school is like a cesspool of just com comparing and beauty standards that aren't even real. The next entry says, no, not really. I've never really followed trends or worried about what others thought of my appearance, if I'm being honest. Good. That's what, that's honestly what I hope for like every single person for the future. And here's my thing with, with stuff like this. The goal is for this. 
The goal is for people to no longer feel as though they even need to compare themselves or feel as though they need to follow any kind of standards. That's the end goal. So I love to, I love to see at least one person saying that. The next entry says, since I got out of school, I don't tend to let beauty standards get to me anymore, but throughout high school, every beauty standard that became a trend tormented me because of the bullying if you weren't like or didn't do the certain thing. Yeah, it's so sad. It's so sad to think back to high school, honestly. I don't know who in the fuck started the saying that it's the best years of your life. It was, I had like one good year out of four. Okay, our next entry. It says, where do I begin? To be honest, there has always been a double standard between my brother and myself. He grew out of his clothes quickly. Oh, he's going to be big and strong. If I did, I was scolded for having to go buy more clothes. I used to cry and cry about everything all the time because I just hated myself and everything I was. I think beauty standards had created a pressure cooker effect within me where I kept internalizing all the nagging and negativity I received and it literally blew up in my face. So I swung the opposite way. I stopped taking care of myself. It was all too much. The heels, the makeup, the coordinated outfits, and uncomfortable clothes and shapewear. I couldn't do it anymore. So the makeup went first, then the heels, then the rest. I found that by reaching rock bottom, I literally gave zero fucks, and that was probably the most liberating thing that has ever happened for my mental health surrounding self slash body image. Now, I'm not advocating for depression or poor hygiene, but damn, it feels good to be neutral about just existing in my own skin without the extra fuss. And see, that is what, like... I just, again, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful explanation here. If you can learn to love yourself at the bare fucking minimum, it's only up from there. You put on makeup and it's an elevated feeling, but you didn't need it to feel better. You know what I mean? Her next entry says, ruined my individuality. And I definitely did not touch on this enough with my research and all this kind of stuff, but it really steals every ounce of individual individuality that you have it takes it all away and it's so fucking sad for what a fucking beauty standard like why i don't get it i don't i'll never get why people don't find more beauty and individuality our next entry says i've been made fun of for being skinny my entire life so i try to go to the gym and take creatine just to gain weight i've gained 20 pounds eat fast food every day and haven't stepped in a gym in months I, it's just, you can't do anything right. And I'm so sorry that you had to deal with bullying in general, but especially about your body. I just find that so disgusting to speak on others bodies next century says i feel it has affected women more with the rise of social media in our generations women have so many standards they feel they should be held to and we are constantly compared to instagram models this this is is so true i feel like all of the new beauty standards are simply coming from social media because at the same time like as companies are wanting you to buy things now influencers are too and they're saying like, oh, I have this insecure. It's almost like you're sharing insecurities and in turn, it's creating new insecurities in people who might not even thought about this thing until you mentioned it. You know what I mean? And I'm not saying don't be open about your journey, but I'm just saying maybe we should be more careful of what insecurities we're sharing online because it would be far more helpful to say like, oh, I was insecure about this, but this was how I worked on it. Not this is how I covered it up. I mean, at the end of the day, not everything about you is supposed to be perfect. You're not supposed to be. What even is perfect? Seriously, what is perfect? Who are you allowing to decide what perfect looks like? You know, I just, you can be 
perfectly yourself. Our next entry says, we are told that above a certain weight, we are ugly. We are criticized for our boobs not being super perky or getting stretch marks from puberty. We are expected to stay skinny, but have big butts and boobs. We also have really mean terms for our vulva, like roast beef or meat flops, etc. Even though that's totally normal. And this is a big fucking thing because I just saw something on TikTok about it. And it was like, do you prefer an Annie or an Audi? Why the fuck is that a question? Why in the fuck is that a question? Is there any part of a woman's anatomy that can just be left the fuck alone? Okay? You know, like, why is a, a why are men having conversations of, do you prefer, do you prefer in your Audi? Shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? You know, like, if you can't just appreciate a vagina for what it is, maybe you should just stop, like, allowing yourself to be around vaginas. Okay? Shut the fuck up. Vaginas are one of the like biggest things that are supposed to look different. There is a website and I'll link it in the description. Um, I heard another lady talking about it that shows how varying vaginas look from vagina to vagina. And I'm sorry if this convert this this topic makes you uncomfortable, but like holy fucking Jesus Christ, okay? A vagina was made to push a human being out of. A human being, okay? Do you hear that? Like, and you're going to say if it's ugly or pretty? Oh my fucking God. An any or an Audi is not going to give you a different pleasure sensation. Fuck off. I'm sorry. It gets me so, so heated that women are criticized for every fucking thing, dude. And it's like, you can have preferences on what you want in a partner. That's not what I'm saying. You can have preferences. People have types. That is normal. But to go around and try and make other women feel bad about themselves because they don't fit and you're you're one singular fucking man on this planet and you want to make other women feel insecure or bad about themselves because you don't prefer that? Like, fuck off somewhere, dude. You are not the center of the universe. Your ego needs to be taken back down here, okay? That just makes me so mad because, like, all through high school, like, I remember one time in high school, there was a group of my friends um, that I was friends with at the time, and they were all on a list of, like, who was hot and who was not. In fucking high school, can you fuck off? Here's my thing. I have bigger boobs for, um, I just do. I have uh, larger boobs. I don't have small boobs. And I have been told forever and ever and ever, like, by people who have smaller boobs that I'm lucky because I have big boobs and blah, 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 blah. And I personally don't like the fact that I have big boobs simply because my, the way that I dress, like, it becomes more difficult because I don't like to show too much of my skin. That's just a personal preference that I have. And also, big boobs will just make some shirts look weird and it's hard to find bathing suits. I have my own personal reasons for why I don't like big boobs, but it makes me so sad that, like, anyone even thinks that, like, big boobs are better for some reason, you know? Or little boobs are a problem for some reason, or a little butt is a problem for some reason. It's something that you should be insecure about because it's not, uh, it's not, you're just, your body is not meant for just 
that, you know, like your body deserves so much more love and appreciation just for it being what it is. And it just makes me so sad that insecurities can become so big that they fester and they fester inside of your mind. And it's so fucking sad. But let's go on. We have our last entry. It says, as a teenager, it could be very difficult seeing the standard and not feeling up to par. It doesn't bother me as much being older now and having somewhat of a stable place in life all around. It definitely has has a deepening scar and self-esteem when it has a bigger effect. I feel this way a lot too. As you get older, it gets better, but it makes me question how we are raising our children, not just parents. I'm talking in school, teachers, you know, because it's it's a societal thing. So it has to be like everyone is raising their kids in this way. And I know that it's not possible for that to happen across the board in one fucking day. But if nobody starts talking about it, it'll never start happening. You know, like we've got to get the conversation started. Why is it happening so... And I know that there's a lot of hormones and puberty and whatever, but maybe if kids had more of a safe place somewhere, it wouldn't be such a big deal because I've every single person who has responded in this it's like and even for myself it's how I resonate in high school it was so much worse and I just wish that there was something that we could do about that so I don't know I kind of want to start linking literature to go along with these literature I'm trying to make myself sound fancy or some shit it's linking books that are on different education levels and different age levels to help with this because I remember reading. There's two specific things I remember that have helped me with my insecurities so, so much. Now, I had a babysitter. My mom was a single mom of four kids, so when she needed a babysitter, she needed someone to watch all four of us because daycare is very expensive. So, she found a babysitter for us and she, they ended up playing such a big impact in all of me and my siblings' lives and we're still friends with her kids to this day. She has kids uh, relative to our age and they turned into great family friends. And she said to me one time when I was very young, she said, honey, you know, a man's gonna want you, like, want a little meat on your bones. And while, yes, obviously, now I don't love the fact of, like, seeking the male validation, even in turn to myself, I started telling myself, like, when I got older, I like a little meat on my bones. You know, like, I like it. I want it. And so, for whatever reason, that that saying, that sentence, would just went such a long way for my entire life. And I have always been so grateful for her and the impact she played in my life. If Even if it was, obviously she did so much more for me, but even if it was that one sentence, that one sentence has carried me through some hard fucking times, you know? And then, fuck, what was the other thing I was going to say? There was this book that I read when I was very young, and you guys probably read it too if you were an early 2000s baby. It was the American Girl Doll book for puberty. That book helped me so much, like so much, dude. It talked about periods, stretch marks, boobs, all the whole nine yards, and it made me feel so much more comfortable with everything going on with my body because it's so confusing. And I feel like if the conversation was more open and more broadened and there were safer places for, you know, kids to talk to their parents or have someone that they can talk to about these things, it would help a lot. And that helped me a lot when I was younger. That was all of our entries. I ended the Google form off by saying, if you have more to share on this topic, please share here. And someone said, first entry says, beauty standards are definitely made slash created as a way to get people to buy into things. Oh, you don't like your boobs? Get a boob job. Don't have this year's style slash fad fashion. Better go buy that stuff now to fit in. 
Just another way for bigger corporations to play into insecurities and debt of people. Mainstream media hasn't helped at all either. I 100% agree with this. And then the last entry says, as a plus size woman, I have so many things to say about beauty standards. You look and have a special guest co-host. I know this person. I wish so much that she could have co-hosted with me today, but we are planning a future one to host together. So you guys get excited. She's probably going to be my first special guest on the podcast and I'll be very excited to introduce you to her. She is a very smart lady and I love her so much, but that concludes this episode. I hope all the cussing wasn't too much for you and I hope maybe you learned something from this and if you have any commentary, questions, or Uh, educational sources you would like to share with me you can share them with me on instagram at carolina girl podcast or at grace post and m on instagram and tiktok and youtube so hit me up if you need anything but thank you so much for listening in today and i cannot wait to see you on the next one goodbye